I'm going to mute it. Okay. Hey, this is Comic Picks by the Glick, and I'm your host, Jason Glick. And, you know, some of the John um, isn't here tonight. It's like he is kind of like here with us now. It's kind of like an, um, an ethically specter, like overseeing all, all that we do and hear and say right now. So, but um, even though it's like, but even though he couldn't be, be with us in person, you know, it's like, that's, that's too bad. We'll see, we'll see about that in two weeks. Still, though, I continue to, um, I dig through all the uh, stuff that I picked up at Comic-Con, as well as acquire even more, like, more new stuff as well. Now, now before I go dig into, like, um, this tonight's thing, I just want to talk, um, dig in, talk, talk a little bit more something I talked about last time with Jonathan, Hick, Jonathan Hickman's work. Now, I mentioned that his work, Pax Romana, is kind of like the, um, the big, kind of like the big idea sci-fi thing, the kind of science fiction that, like, that goes after, um, like, ideas, it's like ideas and concepts and, you know, science, you know, at the expense of, um, uh, you know, characterization, it's like, and, um, characterization and, and plot, for, like, for the most part. I mean, like, you're talk it's more about the ideas and just, like, you know, get hear more about the ideas and the characters there are more placeholders for the author to advance, to help with the author advance his ideas. Now, I kind of like that part, that kind of stuff up to a point. Um, that point being... That best example of that being um, like um, Masamune Shiro's Ghost in the Shell 2 Man Machine Interface, which, if you are not automatically invested in his crazy ass science fiction leanings, then you are just not going to care about what the hell he's talking about. Um, and even with his art, as good as it is, like, no, you're not, it's just like, it's, it's like utterly impenetrable if you're not already, in, already invested in what, he's, in what he's talking about. Now, at the other end of the spectrum is you got the. The stuff that is, you know, it's like like human science, human human oriented science fiction, um, like the kind of it's, you know, you don't that it's got like a science fiction concept at its core, but you know, it's it's more about the characters. I mean, you don't it's where you don't actually need you to know about like like where science fiction actually play a real role in the uh, it's like in the execution of the series. This is what we've got with um, Twin Speaker and um, Naoki Urasawa's Pluto. Um, it's I mean, with Trinspeak. I mean, like I think that the idea of like kids trained to be astronauts is an utterly fascinating thing. But you know, it's like I keep uh, I, uh, you have to uh, forgive me for like hitting this um hit beating this dead horse again. But you know, it's like he's like he's not actually you know I don't feel like we're actually, he's actually delivering that um in the series. Like it's just more about the characters going through it's like going through um like their astronaut school um just like bonding as kids. And um, no, not actually doing anything like, not doing a whole lot to be um, astronauts. I mean, sure, we hear that we see the, the characters done putting on astronaut suits, training underwater for a couple panels, but we don't actually get into the nitty gritty of like, you know, like what does it take for a kid to be trained as an astronaut? That's something I think would be fantastic, fantastic to know about. I mean, it's like I was, I'm still kind of hoping like for like, like Makoto Yukimura's like on um, Plantis, like to have. A, have some of so that hard science fiction invested in this concept, but we're not getting that. Pluto, um, I mean, like, it goes, it's, it's, um, we were talking, as I said before, we saw as we telling of that Astro Boy, but, um, where, but where, like, um, um, like Osama Tezuka could, um, could get away with, you know, just not being science, not having any science at all, by just making his, like, characters utterly cartoon, cartoonish and, like, aiming things at a kid's level. Um, Urasawa's attempt to just, you know, update it for a more, like, a sophisticated adult audience 
I mean, that means that yes, you're, yeah, you've got all. The, he's great with the like, all the human, all all the human like character drama, but then he actually treads into um er, parts where the science becomes more of a requirement. It's like the point where it's like you know it's like when you get a, when one of your main plot points hinges on a robot being able to hate enough to overcome his basic programming. It's like no, I call robot bullshit on that, and um, that's and. It's like, and that's where we are with the two spectrums out there. In in the uh, middle, though, are the stuff where you've got the character, you've got the tech, or at least you've got like a nice human, like a human core. At the point where it's like you don't need to know about what's, but how everything works. Sometimes the ideas are just like fantastic enough that you know it's like it's they're, they're able to tell like a nice, interesting story like um, beyond without going into the tech. This is where stuff like transmetropolitan. And um, why the last man fall, fall under? I mean, the, when I think one of the stumbling blocks with why the last man was when um, Vaughn tried, Brian Vaughn tried to explain why the uh, what the, the source of the uh, why the um, plague wiped out all the men on Earth. It was kind of, I mean, it's, it's fascinating to contemplate the fact that you know, like, hey, you know, once human, like, once um, humans developed asexual, like, uh, asexual reproduction, they, uh, um, like that that. The um, human morphosphere, like the Earth's morphosphere, decided that you know, hey, men were no longer needed. But it's, but ultimately, it's like it's just, it's just kind of, it's it was still kind of a crazy, like, like he, like the, like you could tell that he didn't really have like it wasn't really something that was thoroughly planned out. Like he was just, he was, he had kind of an idea, but it wasn't one that was really grasping, but even as one of the characters points out later on, it's like, you know, it wasn't really absolutely necessary for us to find out why all the men died. It's like in this, it's like in this series for it to be, for it to succeed in the ways that it did. Transmetropolitan, on the other hand, um, is Warren Ellis's masterwork. And he, and he just like, like brings it like lots of um, great, crazy ideas. Just like, like new religion spouting every minute. Um, humans, um, like dumping their consciousness into net, nanomachine bodies and um even though it's like it's you don't don't really need to know all about the tech about this stuff he uses it to tell tell interesting stories about the human human condition and it works really really well now this this whole rant right here brings me along the long way around to our to our um series tonight echo by terry moore um this series this series is basically um like much towards the um human end of science fiction than anything else now Terry Moore um, is best known um, prior to the series for his long for his long running series *Strangers in Paradise*, which focused on the romantic personal travails of three of three friends. Um, let's see, Francine, Kachu, and David, as they just like fell in and out of love, sometimes with each other, other times with other people. I have a meaning to go back and reread the first volume of it that I got because I just couldn't quite get into it the way the the hype led me to. Uh, to believe it was like, just like kind of one of the be all end all like indie titles of the '90s, but um, but then um, he surprised everyone that after he finally finished up the series, um, like earlier this decade, um, he went to a complete departure. This is and that was Echo. Echo is something that wouldn't be um too out of place in say the Marvel or DC universe, because at its core it's a premise it's a premise of like an ordinary girl um gets herself. Finds herself um, like the, the inheritor of a super suit developed by the military. Now the mil- military wants it back, and they're going to stop it. No, no, um, like no means to um to to obtain it. Now, 
uh, now it's like uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, that's just like a dead standard premise. It's been done like you know, like over and over over before. What really really what sets Echo apart more than anything else is it's is how it it's its emphasis on character. Because even though because even though this is like this is more of like a science fiction action story, um, Moore has not um, forsaken his skills of character develop his skills of character development and as well as creating mood, mood and tension just, just through the art alone. I mean, the op- in the opening scenes, I mean, it's like, it's, you find, you have the, um, the um, developer of the, um, the, the beta suit, the um, super suit in question, like Annie, just talking about, like, how great this, this suit is with, like, flying around with the, uh, this jetpack the army's developed for her, and then finally, um, um, like, her, her shock at being, um, being uh, like attacked, like having missiles filed, filed, fired upon her, to by by the people, by by, um, by her by her developers. So it's crazy. And then, um, then as the suit is destroyed, um, parts of it rain down all across this basin basin of Moon Lake. And so, and then Julie, this, you know, average um wildlife wildlife um photographer, she that she's out there ph- uh, photographing stuff to build up her resume. Um, she. She sees the explosion, takes pictures, and then all the bits of the suit just fly down upon her and upon her upon her truck. The, um, she winds up getting a big, big part of it like attached to her later, and then just essentially causes causes like the bulk of the suit to start like, accumulating on her. Now, it's like what now what makes this, it's like what makes it interesting is that we it's that um, Julie's like you know. We, we really get invested in, like in her as a character. Like we find out that you know she's going through a tough time in her life. She was um, it's like she's currently in the middle of a, of a divorce. From not like and it's not because like the guy was a dick. It's like he like he seems like a, like her husband like like a security guard. Seems like a really nice guy, but she apparently like lost her family, all of her family within a year, caused him, and she just shut him out at the expense of everything else, and he and she just couldn't take it anymore. I mean, reading this on the page, I mean, it actually comes across utterly believable. I mean, if the guy, I feel, I actually feel sorry for the guy. I mean, he wants to like her, and um, he wants to give her the benefit of a doubt, of the doubt when she tries to, uh, when she shows him the suit, and um, like tr- he tries to get him involved in, in his, in, in her predicament, but he just can't quite um, bring himself to trust her after all that he's been through. So it's, it's like it really gets re- the series really gets you involved in the characters, and it's not just Julie, but also you've got um, Dylan, the um, boyfriend of the person who developed the suit, super suit, and um, he winds up and uh, and while well, he winds up um, to, like you know making his own in, like, inroads to try and um, find out what happened to his girlfriend, he winds up meet meet up with Annie. They get involved, well, not involved, involved, but she, but he winds up um, just you know, it's like um get um like get getting immersed in it and Annie. In, in Julie's um Julie's quest, and also but also finds a way to um reconnect with Annie because apparently like even though Annie is dead, her personality is still um in the super suit and it comes out at some interesting times. Now, completing, completing the trifecta of main characters is Ivy. She is essentially the government's um like government's tracker character who's and she's and well sometimes she well her day job is just like a soccer mom to her. Like to her young kid, like she can. Al- she's also like a really gifted and talented investigator, and also one who can just like take, just take takes no shit, 
and is like really and just kind of, and is really good at tracking things down. But she's also intelligent, intelligent enough to realize that the government has been is not being entirely truthful with her about about the circumstances behind the uh, destruction of the suit. So just seeing all these characters and as and watching them as they uh, watching them like um, interact and like in change as the series goes on. I mean that's the, that's the series' biggest strength. It creates. Really um, interesting characters that you want to follow through, like each situation. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, I guess, it's kind of like a bizarre comparison, but I mean, that's kind of like the appeal that, um, like, um, Yukito Kishiro's Battle Angel Alita had. I mean, it's like I'm, I was invested. He, he did a great job of treating like with these main characters. I was willing to follow them through any situation, and that's the same, same thing we got here. I mean, even when the series um does go into like some crazy sci-fi stuff, like with the uh, Chinese guy who um is incinerated, loses his jaw, and still manages to come back to um, harass our heroes. You know, it's like, it's creepy, but it still doesn't feel too unhinged from reality. Um, and um, even, but, like, even though, um, it's, like I said, the series is still more on the human side of science fiction. It's not really about, you know, the, the number, like, the numbers of science. Um, um, Terry Moore actually does have some big ideas revolving around, like, this use of pop, uh, use of um, phi and um, and base ten mathematics. Now I have a feeling that a lot of this stuff is kind of just like sounds really good on paper and is actually kind of complete bullshit when talked about in real life. Um, it's still like really it's still it's still fascinating to hear. He still pulls it off really well and like overall, I mean, his art. I mean, it's like, it, it's 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 very expressive. His characters very very emotive. And uh, and it's like you just really their emotions really come across come across well on paper. I mean, it's like it's yeah, it's like my my gold standard for this kind of thing is like is Steve Dillon and this is Steve Dillon's work with Garth Ennis and now Jason Aaron. Um, but he but um but more just really gets some great great knowledge out of his work here. I mean, like even though it's not you know just like and it's even like really got some really great detail as well. So so his skill isn't just in. Um, making is just in like you know character character expressions, but also just just like um really just like really detailed art in general. It's great, it's great stuff. And you know, as much as I've been fawning over the series, I have to admit it's not entirely perfect because um some because like some of the threads um that are developed early on in the series do kind of like go crazy, such as the uh, I mean like I can understand like the need for a homeless guy to show up with part of the um part of the super suit and just like doing crazy things. He's, you know, crazy homeless guy. I mean, you don't really need more of a motivation than no crazy homeless guy. But then when we um, find out that his name is Cain and, you know, he might be, you know, that Cain from the Bible, that's kind of when I think, okay, you know, like we, we really didn't need to go like, like go off, go off that edge right there. It's like, and then also, also you got like other underdeveloped threads like the, uh, like the um like super assassin who so shows up for a couple issues, like like towards like the la- last third of the series. It sounds it seemed like he was meant to be like a major like antagonist, but he really only gets like a few scenes, uh, like towards the end. And even then, it just feels kind of he was added added in was more of an more of like a plot point afterthought because like you know he like more needed like a super badass killer for these particular scenes. I mean, he just has some really great, one really great scene where he just, like, we, he just basically lets one of the, um, made, one of the supporting cast know that he, his services are not needed anymore. And that's, saying that, that was cool. But then, um, you've also got other stuff like where, um, Ivy, 
um, essentially starts um, turning into, starts becoming young, progressively younger and younger and younger throughout, towards the end of the series. And that's really not explained really well, or just given like a really uh, good, like a good, like, um, like, oh, why is this, why is this, I, why is this development necessary to plot other than just like, you know, complete, like, add artificial drama because, like, you know, it's like saving off the, uh, the end of the world because like armies trying to develop their own black hole technology like was enough. We also have to have Ivy turn into a teenager as well. Why? Ugh. Well, that's annoying. But really, it's like the biggest thing I can give the series, and it pains me to say this, is that I think it's that a more really, really needed another issue at the ending. I mean, the uh, the final issue just feels like two, like two issues worth of content crammed into one into the space of one and it just it really i think it really suffers because of that i mean like we see that um you know the world is saved we don't quite get the exact explanation as to as to why why or how it was saved no just it was saved oh and then we get a nice nice little epilogue with with the main characters let, let you know that you know everyone turned out right everything turned out all right and oh whoops you know hey maybe there's still some other things going on at the end that we're not saying that we're not too that um that that you know just like that might lead to a sequel or something like that, but and it's just like I said it's just it's disappointing. But I wouldn't say it's not enough to kill the, the series, but it's just kind of like you're just going to read and go, oh yeah, it's like you know it's like I I really wish he had had one more issue, just you know give us a proper like proper climax and epilogue. Still, overall, I mean, it's like I enjoyed it. I mean, it's like it's like I said, you got the characters. I was and I was invested enough. with with everything that Moore does with them, like to um, like to see it through to the end. Now, as far as picking up the series itself, um, uh, it was originally released in six um, in six um, trade paperback collections. However, um, and this is something I saw at the uh, at Comic Con, Moore has now released a um, Echo um, Complete Edition, which is basically all six volumes in one. And let's see, let's see, I'm. And um, you know, it's like if I had um, when I saw when I saw this, I had already picked up volume three. I was like, oh great! But if I because like basically buying this one, um, if I had like buying the uh, complete edition is um, like for, for cover price, it's essentially the uh, you know it's. It's just, you're, you're buying it like for it's just like um like for the price of two and two thirds of one volume, um like for a price, but Amazon has it for twenty five bucks, which is an absolute steal for the amount of content you're getting. I mean, for, like six hundred pages for 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 forty bucks. I mean, let me tell you, people, that I mean, you can probably figure it out for yourself, but that is a good deal. You know. I mean, Amazon is a 25, so, but still, like, fantastic bargain. You know, it's a good, but flawed series, and, you know, I'd still, I'd still recommend going going check checking out. I mean, it's, if, if only to appreciate the fact that this is, here's a guy who just, who, um, everyone had him pigeonholed as, like, you know, someone who was just, like, only good with characters, but especially he actually created, like, a you know, pretty decent science, science, like, science fiction action movie. It's, like, in addition to that. And, and on that note, I think it's time, that's a good place to wrap things up. So I'll be back next week, you know, hopefully with John. Well, not next week, two weeks from now, hopefully with John. And um, I'll either have something like, you know, completely awesome. For, I'll, I'll still be I'm rooting through stuff from Comic-Con or something else will just, will just like I'm cross my desk in the meantime.
Other than that, people, call it a night. Take it easy. Bye.